Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Knowing our enemy and overcoming him, that's the topic for this week, Colin. And uh, you say it's very, very important that we understand who Satan is. You mentioned yesterday that uh, deception is one of the things we really have to look out for. People can think they're right when they're wrong. The enemy wants us to think black's white, I guess, and white is black. And you don't overcome the devil just by saying, I rebuke you, Satan, or I bind you, Satan. Actually, we don't have the authority to do that. We have got the authority to res- to submit ourselves to God and then resist the devil. Now, the important thing is this. When we submit ourselves to God, it's not you that the devil comes against, but God, because you're submitted to him. And he will flee because he's got no answer to God. Now, what Satan, <laughs> sometimes people say to me, oh, the devil's having a go at me. And I think, I say to them, well, what makes you think you're so important to the devil that he's going to take notice of you? Because the devil is not like God. Now, God is a spirit who is everywhere present, but the devil can only be in one place at a time. So what he does is to work through demonic powers. So I understand that when people say that, you know, uh, this, that, or the other is happening and uh, the devil is behind it, but really all that is coming against you as an individual are one of these demonic powers. So Satan himself can only be in one place at a time. That's right. And what, what God has given us is authority over those demonic powers. You remember that when he sent the 72 out, they came back overjoyed at the way in which they'd seen God working through them. But the thing that um, sort of tickled their fancy more than anything was the fact that even the demons submit to us. And Jesus' answer was, well, don't rejoice in that, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Now, what did Jesus mean? He said, well, look, the reason why the demons submit to you is because you belong to the kingdom of God. You belong to the kingdom of heaven. Your names are written in heaven. And if you belong to my kingdom, then you have authority over all demonic powers that do not belong to my kingdom, because the authority of my kingdom is greater than any other authority. So you see, here again, it's understanding that we have the authority to overcome the demonic powers that come against us. It's understanding the spiritual reality then. Yes. Now, I'm not talking about people who are possessed uh, by the devil. We'll talk about that later in the week, but leave all that kind of stuff to people who know what they're doing. Most people are oppressed by the devil. He attacks them. He, he wants to put them down, but he doesn't have the entrance into their lives where he can come and live in them and manipulate their lives, which is what it really means to be demonized in the sense of being possessed. So most of us, well, all of us will, will experience the, the devil opposing the truth in our lives. And we saw yesterday how we need to take the shield of faith against that. The other weapon, of course, that we're given is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And we saw earlier in the week that when uh, the devil tempted Jesus, because Jesus was important enough for the devil himself to attack him, uh, that what Jesus did was to take the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. Um, And he said, it is written. And in that way, he overcame the enemy. So... We are going to have just these demonic powers. I I say to people, they're more like mosquitoes than lions. You know, the devil is a roaring lion, but these 
They're, they're just nuisances. Really annoying. They can bite you. They can be annoying.、Mm. And you just want to squat them and get them out of the way because you have got the authority to do that. You don't have to allow yourself to come under oppression and under the influence and under the heaviness. Because these things, if, if we let them, will create a kind of spiritual heaviness in our lives and even a spiritual heaviness in the church if they're allowed to influence the church. And mosquitoes can be very intimidating. Yes, they can. I mean,、uh, you know, again, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So we don't need to be afraid of the so devil. So we don't, we, no, 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 no. We don't need, we need to be wary of the devil because he has, he does actually have such destructive powers. But no, Jesus is very clear about don't fear him, but fear the one who has the power to cast you into heaven or hell. In other words, fear God. Because he is the one who would judge you. The devil won't judge you. So don't fear him. But fear God, because God is the one who will pass judgment. Now, we don't need to fear the judgment if we're believers. If we're born again, if we have the Spirit of God, if we're in Christ and Christ in us, then we believe that he has secured our salvation. We are still going to have to face the day of judgment, because on that day, God will assess. What our place in heaven is going to be according to what we have done. Each man will be judged, Jesus says, according to what he has done. So there is going to be a judgment. But for those who are born again, it's not a judgment as to whether they're going to go to heaven or hell, but it's a judgment upon the way in which they have lived their Christian lives and how far they have sought to really glorify God by the way in which they've lived the new life that Christ has given them, whether they have lived in the power of the Spirit, whether they have. Produced fruit that lasts in their lives,、uh, whether they have really sought first the kingdom of God and his righteousness in their lives. So there will certainly be a judgment. But we don't need to listen to sort of demonic powers that want to cause us to be afraid and, uh, and uh, to live sort of under a, a sort of an oppressive fear. No, no, that's, we stand against all that kind of thing. Now, <clears throat> there are many kinds of demonic powers. They are unclean spirits. So, what they're going to do is they're going to tempt people to do unclean things, unholy, impure things. Now, impurity is not just sexual impurity like lust,、um, judgment is impurity because Jesus says, You are not to judge. All judgment belongs to the Son. So, we are not to judge others because, with the same judgment with which we judge others, we will ourselves be judged. So, of course, the enemy wants to try to encourage us to judge people. Why? Because Jesus has saved us from judgment, but the devil would love us to get back under judgment so that we can't live free from that sense of judgment. So, there's all that encouragement to judge others. He can therefore feed on pride. Because when people judge others, it's usually because they're proud. So pride gives the, the devil, through these demonic powers, gives them opportunity. And、uh, the scripture says to us give no opportunity to the devil. Because if you give him opportunity, then he will seize it. He will seize it immediately. So、uh, we are not going to give him even a glimmer of hope. So we stand against. Every way in which these unclean spirits, these spirits of judgment, these spirits of, of fear or whatever, want to try to influence our lives. Now, 
we have the responsibility before God not to sin. One of the things that Jesus did on the cross was to break the power of sin. It's never true for a Christian to say, uh, I couldn't help it. Now, what Satan is doing, you see, is he is the tempter as well as the deceiver. So he's tempting us to sin. The scripture is clear. We must never say that God is tempting us. We are tempted, the scripture says, by our own evil desires. So what the devil does is to use the opportunity of our own evil desires, the desires of the flesh, the desire to please self rather than to please the Lord, the, the desire to indulge self rather than deny self, take up our cross and follow him. So the devil just wants to use those opportunities if we allow them to exist in our lives. Now, the problem with sin is this, that if you, if you sin persistently in a particular way, then what happens is you give the devil the opportunity for such a demonic spirit to put you in a kind of vice or clamp where that particular problem then uh, becomes something that is so great in your life, you cannot easily shake it off. It consumes you? Well, let me put it this way. Um, supposing uh, a person is critical, begins to criticize others, criticizes their leaders, criticize the pastor, criticize the boss, criticize, 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 and they don't realize that this is sin, and they therefore don't confess it and ask God to forgive it and to give them a right spirit. What happens is that a critical spirit, which is a, you know, just a demonic power, a critical spirit can put that person into such a bondage that they become critical people who can no longer resist the desire to criticize. Now, at that point, they need somebody to pray with them and to set them free. Um, they can't do that on their own. You see, uh, not once they've got to that point, but they, it isn't that for a Christian, you don't have somebody to deliver you. You have somebody to agree with you because, uh, as I said earlier in the week, the Christian has the responsibility to submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. You can deliver people that are not Christians simply by praying for them, but when people are Christians, God expects them to actually exercise their authority over the enemy. They have got to participate. They've got to be active participants. They've got to realize what has happened. I've allowed myself to get into bondage, this spirit of criticism. I need somebody with spiritual authority to pray with me, to agree with me, and to see this thing broken off my life. And I need then somebody to disciple me and help me to become the positive person that God wants me to be. Now, you see, the same thing can happen uh, with, well, any sin, really. Lust, if you indulge the lust, you can get to such a point that, you know, people get into pornography and all kinds of stuff, even though they're Christians. And then something major, there has to be a major act of repentance. It may be that they will need uh, somebody to pray with them and to set them free. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 